Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit ceatechn.com to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense Show, where we bring you eco innovations that are changing your world. It's been called the Doomsday Vault, a frozen Garden of Eden, most important bank in the world, and a modern day Noah's Ark for seeds. The Svalbard Seed Vault, located somewhere in the Norwegian permafrost, 800 miles beyond the Arctic Circle, safeguards duplicates of more than 1.2 million seed samples from almost every country in the world. Here to tell us more is Lise Leica Stephenson, CEO of Norgen. Lise, welcome to Green Sense Show, and thank you for calling in all the way from Denmark. And thank you for inviting me. Uh, well, the Seed Vault is a difficult place to access, both physically uh, and because of its uh, location deep in the Arctic Mountain, and because of the difficulty in getting a security clearance. And this has caused some speculation and misinformation about the operation. So we appreciate you being on Green Sense Show to help set the record straight. Can you help us with that? Oh yeah, I will. I would love to. I will really do my best. Well, the seed bank is owned by the country of Norway and managed in partnership between the Norwegian Ministry of Agriculture and Food, the regional gene bank Norgen, and the Crop Trust. So, tell us more about the partnership and your role. Yes, um, uh, because the, the the seed world is so um, you say it's global, it's international. Um, it's very important to have to be many partners. It's it's Norway that owns the the, the building and and has the legal responsibility. Um, and Norgen, we are the Norwegian and the Nordic countries gene bank and genetic resources center. So um, for Norway, it's very natural to ask Norgen to to manage and, and operate um, the seed wall. Uh, from this practical point, so we do we do everything that has to do with the seeds inside. Um, it's only Norgen that touches the boxes from the gene banks around the world. It's us that carry them in. We keep the record. You can go in um, on seedboard uh, dot um, no, and you can see um, you can see everything about the what's inside uh, there. We also in contact with the gene banks about what to do. So on the technical and professional side, but um, having a gene bank, um, most countries have a gene bank, if not all, and the crop trust, they are, they have this huge network and responsibility also for the international uh, gene banks uh, operations. So they have the contacts. So they help small gene banks to be able to send seeds, and they uh, they help in networking and connecting. So it's actually a very uh, excellent partnership we have. So tell us a little bit about funding. Uh, how was the capital raised or how was it funded to build the operation and how is it funded to operate the operation? Yeah, the, the seed wall is a gift to, to the world, to the world, to humanity from the Norwegian government. So it's a thank you. <laughs> so it's, pure, it's 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 purely Norway that has uh, has uh, funded and built the operation or built the, the building. 
in the operation. Um, Norway pays a part for the for the operation. Norgen pays a part, and the Crop Trust pays a part as well. So that's how it's it's uh, it's funded under yearly operation. But the building as such is is the region. Uh, I had the uh, opportunity to visit Norway, and of course, Norway gets a tremendous amount of oil revenue uh, from its oil uh, operations, and it has lots of uh, wonderful programs within the country. Is is this where some of the money came from to fund this? I don't know exactly where the money came from, but um, uh, or but it's on, of course it's on a state budget, so that's of course it, yeah. and it has to be approved by the parliament and so on. So. So who is the champion? Way, must be oil money. Yes. <laughs> yes. So who is the champion behind this idea? Um, the champion. I think there are many champions. There are, but I think it was out of when, when um, the the community was negotiating um, an international treaty on plant genetic resources. Um, out of that came, I think, also uh, an idea about. Um, Doing something more for um, for the gene banks, but in and I think the idea actually came from that Norgen. We um, we actually did put our a safety duplicate at Svalbard in 1984 um, inside a coal mine um, because there are permafrost. So we were looking for a place where we could have a safety backup, a duplicate of the gene bank. So if anything happened to the gene bank, we would have this safety duplication. So we put that in, in one of the coal mines at Svalbard in 1984. And the first initially idea was that, okay, but we just, you know, enlarge that space, but it is really a coal mine and it is really, um, you have coal everywhere. And, and uh, it was recognized that we need to live up to international standards, which are minus 18. So the building, so Norway decided, okay, we just build a new building, much more modern and, uh, and so on. But Norgen still have uh, an experiment inside the coal mine in the container that we put in there in 1984. So that's quite Well, funny. that's an interesting story. <laughs> so, so as you mentioned, the purpose of the seed bank is a backup gene bank to secure the uh, foundation of our future food supply. What did you have in mind that could happen that we needed this uh, backup gene bank? Yeah, I think all gene banks, it's very important to have a safety backup. I always stress them that when I have the opportunity because it can it can be war and, you, and somehow uh, you cannot access the gene bank or it, it's simply destroyed, but it can be simple things. It can be like a fire, somebody who who forget forget to turn on uh, uh, something and you have something like electrical power that runs off or an earthquake or flooding or whatever, you never really know what can happen. Um, so for this purpose, it's very, very important to have a safety backup because the seeds inside a gene bank, they're unique. In, in many cases, it's the only place you have these seeds on earth. So that's why it's so important. It is the foundation for creating food and feed, fiber, oxygen, pharmaceuticals, and, and energy. So that's why it's such a big treasure 
So um, that's why you need backup if anything should happen. So let's say the worst happens. We have a extinction event and there's only one person left. How are they going to get into the seed bank? It's in a remote location and it has very high security. So tell me. <laughs> I, I also thought about that. <laughs> because the, it, it's very, it is a very, very secure place. Uh, but I think um, mass extinction don't happen in, you know, in this right. one. So I think it's very, <laughs> and I hope it will not happen. So, so in, so I think from, from well, just in case room. you could in tell case. me the code in case yeah. there's a ma mass extinction, and <laughs> give me a, give me a map. Well, let's get into some of the specifics about the seed bank. Uh, so where do the seeds come from? Uh, I, you know, are they do people pay uh, to store them there? Do they give them there voluntarily? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, all the seeds that are inside the seed vault, they're duplicates from other from gene banks. Um, they're actually representing, I would say, the whole globe. And um, the seeds that are there are, one criteria is that they're public available from the gene bank where they come from. They must meet the criteria under the, uh, the International Treaty for Plant Genetic Resources for Food and Agriculture and or um, the Convention on Biological Diversity, meaning that they should be uh, uh, say they, they, they must be from a gene bank. So, and anything that has to, uh, either you want to, to um, you want to order some seeds or you want to have information about seeds and so on, you get that from the gene bank because they have all the knowledge, they have the database, they have the experts that know about the, the seeds, what they can, what kind of seeds and so on. So, um, so this is how it functions. So seeds come in many different shapes and sizes. Some are very, very tiny. You can barely see them. Others are quite large. And they all have different germination rates. Uh, any testing or verification you do on these seeds? And how many do you get? How <laughs> many <laughs> We get many. And it, again, depends on the species, as you say. Um, and uh, we, we come with a recommendation on how to pack them and how many seeds and how how dry they should be and so on and so on. Uh, but it's basically up to the gene bank. We also request them to provide fresh seeds. Um, but it's true that they come with different germination uh, rates. Uh, all seeds do that. Some they germinate, or they, they, they lower the germination rate already after five years or two years. Some they stay very well in 50 or even 100 years. So of course, the if you send a box with all different kinds of seeds, with all different kinds of germination rates, well, um, you might have to resend some of those who, who are not germinating that well. You know that because you tested at the, at the gene bank. What is actually the status of my seeds? Ah, so two key parameters to maintaining seeds are the right temperature and humidity. Both of those can degrade the... Uh efficacy of a seed. So how are they stored and preserved uh, to keep their longevity? Yeah. Do you keep them for what, forever? Or <laughs> We keep them. I mean, yeah. in, in, we, have, we have a very, in principle, forever, but we are working in 100-year scenarios. So yes. I mean, we, are, 
yeah, really, really long term. So how do you, because when we buy seeds uh, as an indoor farmer, a lot of times they only last for six months to a year before you have to use them and then their germ rates decline. How do you keep them for a hundred years and maintain <laughs> those high germ rates? Yeah. First of all, it's very important how they're, I mean, that, that, that you have, you dry them down when they come from the field, you thresh them in the right way. You are sure they don't have any uh, pathogens um, or, or fungi or anything, that they're healthy. Um, then we dry them down and it, it little also get very species dependent how you dry them down. But you can say you dry them down as low as you can and, and um, uh, in regard to that species. And then we pack them in some uh, vacuum sealed aluminium bags, really, really, um, how say, uh, yeah, in these vacuum, uh, you really see that we take out the air. And then um, they're stored in, in actually in plastic, big plastic uh, boxes. Um, and then uh, in minus 18, and when and and also in the inside the seed wall, they're also at, at minus 18. Then you you free them from uh, I mean they're in a in in a not very humid uh, condition or any. And they're they're frozen down. You can say they actually go to sleep in uh in in these minus eighteen. So when you buy them in the shop, they've been on the shelf. They've been warm, the humidity, and so on. So it will much faster degradate. Yes, yeah. So storing those is important, and I'm sure you have that down to a science. So why is the uh, seed vault located in such a remote location? As I said, it was actually on because of the Nordic Gene Bank or the, the Nordian that we uh, we were looking for a place. And Svalbard is the far most north north where you have a um, a public uh, accessible airport. So you can't, you know, as a normal citizen, you can't fly further north. Svalbard is uh, very first of all, it's very remote, very quiet. Um, and uh, they live very few people up there, but they have a good infrastructure. You can also say you have a good inf infrastructure when you have very few roads, but um, <laughs> uh, there is a good overview of the, of the area. Um, and uh, as I said, very quiet uh, place. So, um, so I think that I think that that's the main reason why. So what kind of security measures do you have in place to control access? Oh, I can't tell you everything. Oh, in, in general, whatever you can tell us. <laughs> but I, I can tell you that they are very, um, very strict security measures. Like, first of all, accessibility. Um, some years ago and, and from the beginning, it, they, it was possible to walk inside, media uh, oh. and guests and so on. We had a lot of visitors. But the collection grew bigger and bigger and the value more and more and the importance was getting bigger. So there was taking a decision to not uh, let any from the public inside anymore. So it is uh, Norgen that has access and, and the partners have, have the access as well, but still very limited. I can say that the prime minister of Norway was not allowed to get inside, or the, the royal family has also asked that they were not allowed inside. So, 
Yeah. Have you been inside? <laughs> I've been inside many times. I mean, I've been in there many, many times. Um, so, um, but it is to say that um, there is a lot of security, and uh, there's the the value of these seats are so big that we need to be rather strict um, on who gets access and so on. So, yes, um, yeah, that that's uh, that's understandable. If I were to tour the facility, what what would I see? Um, actually, there has been made a virtual tour um, that you can find uh, on our home pages. Um, if you walk inside, if you stand outside, first of all, just standing outside where the seat board um, is situated, um, if you sort of turn around with your back to the seat board and you look outside, you look out to the fjords, to the fjord, you see. You see the water, you see the mountains. Um, if you're up there very early or very late and there are no people there, it's very quiet. You just hear the, the, like the wind and so on. This is a very peaceful place. If you then turn around and look at the seawall, um, it has this very, very beautiful mosaic on top, which is a piece of art. Um, and it changes its uh, colors during the day and the night. Uh, it looks very beautiful, but in front of you, you will you will have a, a big door uh, with your uh, and inside there, the first part is a is a port it's a like a, a portal building you get in, um, and inside there we also have a lot of surveillance. We also have a, two other buildings with surveillance, um, but you get in there and um, and 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 from there on you can walk down a funnel. Um, around 130 meters, you actually walk inside the mountain. You come into a place, I used to call it the, the cathedral because it, it's very, very high ceiling and it's wide and you stand in there and you, uh, again, it's very, very quiet. Um, you are just it, like you can hear the mountain. There are three, there are three chambers, um, each that can hold around Two million seats, uh, sample seats, and uh, the one in the middle is now full. Not that there are that there's there are not two million seat samples in there, but because we when we first started to store them, we didn't store them that optimal. So we 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 were now been rethinking the system a little bit. So we we have more space. So um, on the third uh, on the on the on your left hand side, there we have a, another chamber that we are starting to to fill up with the boxes of seats. Do people work in the vault or is all the sorting and processing done remotely and they're only uh, shipping seeds and receiving them at the vault? We just uh, we just receive them in boxes. Sometimes if a gene bank wants us to, we can, uh, we can repack them or we can do some other stuff with them, but it's not our seats, it's the gene bank seats. And, and it's very, very important. So what we do is we get boxes, we store boxes. We don't do any gene banking work at all. We do that at the gene bank. Um, uh, so so that's that's simply what's happening. So you can say um, some, from the operational part, it's not so sophisticated at the seawalk, but when you, but walking in there, when you walk along um, the shelves and and you you look at all the boxes, you realize that. Okay, here I stand with with 
such a treasure and food supply for the for the world because then you have Uganda. Besides that, you might have uh, Vietnam. Then you have maybe uh, uh, United States, and beside that, North Korea. Uh, <laughs> when would that happen? <laughs> maybe only in the seed world. Um, and they come, boxes comes, and and then you can continue with all the countries. Um, and you know, oh, there you have rice from the international rice team bank, and oh, here you have all the maize and wheat from from Simit in Mexico, and so you you can sort of imagine and uh, oh, you have all these uh, I say, uh, hours and hours and hours people have been working on this and they've been sending their treasures um, seeds to the seed world and so on. So it's very, very, uh, you feel very humble and you you, you also feel very, has you feel proud when you're standing there okay, they really trust Norgen to handle their seeds and they trust Norway and the crop trust. So it's it's very um it's a very um strong feeling you have when you're standing there. Well it must be refreshing to see the world cooperating on issues uh, that that <laughs> yes. of such importance, which which is, is not is very rare these days. So yes, I could I could see how you feel quite honored. Um so you have a remote location that few people see that is highly secure what yes. else is stored there aliens gold anything else or just... <laughs> i can't assure you I, you don't need to answer i was just teasing no, no, but it's, it's so funny it is only seeds but we get so many funny requests for it can i store um uh, my dead dog or <laughs> The best recipe for spaghetti bolognese, <laughs> or um, or uh, my wedding shoes, or all sorts of things. My my best teddy bear, or whatever. But it is all the seeds. So, what is the best request you've had, or the funniest request? Oh, it was a man who wanted, when he was dead, he really wanted to be stored in the seed world. I think that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we and to to make sure we don't we only have seeds. We actually scan every box before it goes into the seed vault to make sure it's only seeds. Right. It's only seeds inside, so we don't get any any uh, any funny stuff in there. So our show is all about sustainability. Just by its mission, the seed bank is sustainable. But are there anything uh, that you do to to you know, heat, cool, and operate the facility that have uh, sustainable initiatives? We are working on that. We're really, really working on that. And I, and, and it, is a, it is a challenge when you are where you are in that part of the world and when you have coal right outside your door. Um, so there are really, um, people are thinking a lot about what to do, not only the seed work, but the whole of the... I say there was long year period at at, uh, at at Swabai, but what we have have decided the partners uh, around the seaboard is that we're going to work much more intensively towards uh, I say um, any green measurement. Uh, we were celebrating the fifteen years anniversary, and we really decided not to invite a lot of people from from the world to travel to Swabai. Instead, we were making a local arrangement. And then we are going to 
how to say, um, communicate over the over the year about what what's what the seaboard does and so on, and make a campaign on that, and to make information uh, about and 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 have different kinds of celebration that do not uh, put any pressure on uh, on on the climate. Well, thank you for joining us here, and we're we're happy to help get your word out. Um, Lise, you have such a cool job. How did you become the CEO of Nordgen? <laughs> it's funny, even the second one asking me within the past two weeks. Right, um, I applied for the job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been engaged all my working life with genetic resources. I've been, I've been really engaged both international, nationally, and and uh, on Nordic um, level uh, on genetic resources. So I would say genetic resources really my passion. It's it's part of my as a DNA. I, that's really what I I um as I motivates me. So um so I think that for me this was uh oh, it, it is the, the the perfect job. So tell me something that's really cool about your job that makes it the best job in the world. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many cool things. Um, I think the most cool thing is maybe not about the job or about genetic resources and, and in this case, it's seeds. That is when you first understand the importance, understand why it is important to conserve and, and use um, genetic resources, um, it stays with you. It stays in your heart. You can move on to do other jobs, do other things, but you will remember this and you will understand why it is important. So I think that's one of the most cool things. People don't know, they get surprised and say, oh, why, why has nobody told me about this? And then they just, when they realize it, they just think, wow, but this is really important. It's like, yeah, it is important. <laughs> so I think that's the most cool, most cool thing. So any closing remarks you'd like to share with our listeners that we didn't cover? No, I don't think so. Um, this just if there's a lot of this whole uh, world of uh, of interesting things going on with genetic resources and seeds. It's just to dig in. You can do a lot um, yourself. Go out, try some 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 seeds, some rare seeds, um, instead of those who are very high say uh, known to you. Try something else. Taste it. Find out how it works out. Because the more and the broader the diversity is, the, the better we secure the genetic resources for the future. Lisa, it was so nice to talk with you. And thank you for calling in all the way from uh, uh, Denmark to join us on GreenSense Show. You're welcome. My guest this week was Lise Leka Stephenson, CEO of Nordgen, which manages the Svalbard Seed Bank. GreenSense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology. Visit CEA Tech com to learn more about their sustainable growing technology. Visit the GreenSenseShow.com website to learn more about how you can sponsor a program. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to GreenSense and check out the GreenSense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM, Chicago. GreenSense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit ceatechn.com to learn more.